0: Calling out to the Atascaceta community, it's time for your Atascaceta Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascoceta community. This is your advanced copy. It is September 4th, 2021. It's the one year anniversary of our podcast. We did our first podcast September 5th last year. So, this episode, we are going to talk about a few things that we've discussed in the past year, some of our favorite episodes, our favorite interviews. And we're also going to talk about the library's new building project. That's right. You may have seen a trailer show up in our front parking lot earlier last week. And we're supposed to be getting some forward momentum here on that construction August 30th, they started coming out and taking a look at the area and getting supplies brought in we're going to lose kind of a front part of that parking lot area so that they can establish their area of materials and where their workers will be for the majority of the time. That means our curbside spaces are going to move around to the front of the library. If we haven't moved them just yet, that will happen pretty soon. So keep an eye out for that. We will also try to keep you aware of any changes to access at the library. Right now, we're doing our very best to not have impact to the access of the library, but there are particular elements of construction where it may be necessary for the safety of our community to go back to curbside temporarily. We don't have any definitive answers on that yet. It may not happen. I just want to let you know that that possibility is out there. Keep an eye on our social media on our website. And of course, here at the podcast, advanced copy for any updates. So as I said earlier, our one year anniversary for our podcast, yes, we have had over 14 episodes. And in fact, our lit chat moved from video lit chat to a podcast. So we went from one podcast to two podcasts all in a year. You also may have heard myself or Darla, who is another one of my frequent collaborators here at Advanced Copy on the Harris County Public Library System-wide podcast using our library voices. We've done a few of those podcasts as well. So we're going to probably just go visit some of our favorite things. One of the things that happened is Darla... PJ and Kimberly got together to talk about some of their favorite episodes or segments in episodes over the past year. And after we visit with them, we'll come back and I will talk about a few of my favorite segments of episodes, particularly my new favorite, which is I love doing book clues for you guys. I really hope that you all enjoy them. That it's kind of a fun little exploration and you recognize maybe some of the books Or you might be interested in hearing more or reading more of a book that you hear on Book Clues. So we're going to go ahead and visit with Darla, PJ, and Kimberly.
1: Hi, I'm Darla. This is PJ.
2: This is Kimberly.
1: And today we're talking about our one-year anniversary of the City Library advanced copy. So we're going to chat today about what we've learned, our favorite moments, and just well, how this year has gone with advanced copy. So, favorite moments? I've got a couple of
3: them. I think at one point we started talking about food and we got into Marissa's burger list. (laughs) And I feel like after we stopped recording, we all had a hankering for a Whataburger, which is hilarious because then our manager, Beth, who edits the podcast, came back to me and was like, oh, now I feel like having Whataburger. (laughs) So that was hilarious. The other one is very memorable, but um, we need to talk
2: about Kimberly's cake pops. (laughs) You know, nobody ever emailed us asking for those pictures, so that was kind of sad. Nobody wanted to see just how horrific they came out.
3: Maybe they were doing you a favor. Maybe,
2: maybe they felt... They were giving me some grace in my inability to do anything in the kitchen.
1: Maybe we should do a one-year Instagram post and include the picture of the K-pop. K-pop. <laughs> I
2: I'm also
3: saying. have to bring in Marissa's book about slugs. Yeah, yes. We were talking about childhood favorite books, and she brought up that creepy, creepy, creepy book about slugs, which we as soon as she talked about that, that prompted her to actually find a copy of it. Through interlibrary loan. Yes. And uh, so once it came, we all, you know, took turns reading it and just realized that as horrific as we thought it was originally, we were right. It was actually much worse.
1: It was worse. Well, because of the pictures,
3: yes. So those are a couple of my favorite memories.
2: I have a couple. I enjoyed the episode where we talked about our pets. That was a really fun one. And then there was an episode that we did in February where I talked about heart health and I actually brought in my husband and we talked about the importance of CPR. So that was a fun one for me, getting to share my experiences with that. Well, fun and helpful too. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to have a non-staff member on. We've had Mm -hmm. several non-staff members interviewed at some point or another, but Mm -hmm. we've never had a relative of a staff member interviewed necessarily. So that was kind of an interesting one. And then my final one was um, when we did the discussion about scary movies or books, either one, but we, like Marissa and I had this like huge Excel file going of all the scary movies that we love (laughs) That was really fun, and just, it was so difficult picking out just a few that we love, because Marissa and I both really love scary movies. I
3: feel like I did that with you. I I was there for that, and I probably had, like, five minutes, and you guys had, like, five hours. (laughs) Just because, like, I am not big on the scary movies, because I'm just a pansy, right? So, but I enjoyed hearing you guys, because you guys were so into it, and just, like, When you would talk about something, Marissa would be like, oh, (laughs) ah, yes.
1: And I was like, "Mm, all right. All right. That was our conversation about movies and books. Yes. We got really, it got to be very passionate about book adaptations of movies, I've got to say. We had so, it was very clear the ones we loved and the ones we did not love. Yes. So. Yes. I'm gonna say one of my favorite moments, I got to interview one of my former BOLT members, uh, Ariel Thomas, who's a uh, engineer, about what it's like to be a female engineer. And I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed getting to talk to her again, because we talk on Facebook. And my college roommate, who's an opera singer, Tambri, we had a blast. We could have probably done a good hour of just us talking about theater and talking about singing and opera and everything like that. Future podcast. <laughs> I know. Yes. The, we, we we thought of doing it for the teens. They, there's so many that love Broadway and love theater. We were like, hey, we could do a theater podcast. And also, when I interviewed Linda Stevens, we found out we have this ship model in the library that's been there forever. And no one, even people that have been here the longest, know where it came from. And in the middle of the thing, she started telling this story about it. And I'm like... It's a Datascacita Library Urban Legend Solved! It's like, we for years, we (laughs) were asking, where did that come from? And I'm like, I don't know. Nobody knows. And so, yes, they won it in a contest. And so I was so excited. I was like, yay, mystery solved. Everybody loves a good mystery solved. And if
3: you happen to not know what we're talking about, you should go back and listen to our podcast.
1: Yes. It's tremendous fun. It is. So what are some of the things you guys have learned by doing the podcast? Not necessarily technical things, but things you've learned about yourself, about us working together. I think for me,
3: the best podcasts are the ones where we're just not Mm -hmm. scripted. And this podcast is never scripted. So you seriously get, you know, when we're surprised, we're actually surprised. Mm -hmm. You get that firsthand reaction because we don't know what the other person's gonna say. And I think that is great, but also that leads to just a bigger sense of conversation because we do a lot of tangents. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We
2: (laughs) we follow a lot of rabbit trails. And it's very edited sometimes. We're like, oh yeah, it's a good thing we cut that out because it just goes way down the rabbit hole.
3: (laughs) But it leads to funny moments. Yes. I think also for me, if I'm being quite honest, it's this idea of um, I've learned that you just have to be comfortable being who you are and accepting that there's going to be mistakes. Like there are times where I listen to a podcast and I'll notice that I didn't say something correctly and I'm just like, oh well, right? Like let's just move on from that. Um, So it's It's gotten me to be a little bit more comfortable with making mistakes and realizing that you're going to make mistakes and
2: not making a big deal out of it. So (laughs) one of those little rabbit trail things, I have a Facebook page where I document uh, my husband's medical trail and experiences. And just last week, I recorded something, a video, which I don't do very often. But we recorded this video and I was reading off something a medical document, essentially. And one of the things that was there, I had never heard the word before. So I said it the best way I could, which was synopsis. And (laughs) my friend, after I published the video, sent me a video of herself saying it's syncope. Uh. (laughs) So that's very much what you're talking about. I kind Mm -hmm. of experienced it in my own, you know, social media world. Yeah, like at the time you feel
3: a little like embarrassed, yes. right? But also it brings up like laughter with like your coworkers, which is great. Like you know, if you accidentally mispronounce a word but get laughter out of your coworkers yes. and make their yes. day,
2: then that's great. I think we're very good at making each other laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you mean? Yeah. Especially when we show each other what we attempt to make. Yes You need to show the public What you attempted to make That's what you need to do You know Marion's always saying That he's gonna put me on uh, America's worst cooks And I'm like I'll be the first one thrown out
3: But what if you're not What if you're pleasantly surprised And you like win Oh I wouldn't win
2: I already know that
3: You know, sometimes you gotta know your strengths and your weaknesses, and she definitely knows that her weakness is cooking. Yeah. I just stay out of the kitchen.
2: I'll clean it, but don't make me cook in it.
1: I mean, I got to the point that my college roommate was kind of like, I will do the cooking. You know, pay for half the food and I will cook it. Because with the exception of pasta salad, which I'm actually really good at, yeah, I burnt so much milk and other things, trying to do things. Um, I also learned that I really love interviewing people. I, at first it gave me anxiety because sometimes it was people. I, at first it was people I knew, but then it got to be people that I didn't necessarily know. And for the HCPL podcast, Using Our Library Voices, yeah, I've had, to, I've had to interview people that I went in cold, not really knowing much about them. And so I I've, I've really like, that's one thing I found out I really like doing. I also prefer non-scripted too because yeah, I have questions but then we kind of follow the questions as the leads. So I, I really enjoy doing that. So what do we want to do in the future? What don't we want to do in the future? <laughs> Just kidding.
3: <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, um, I always think that the fun podcasts are the ones where we balance educating the public with our silly talks about random stuff like food, mm-hmm. movies. I say books, but that's not random because we're librarians, mm-hmm. right? So,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would say, what does the public want? Yes, let us know. Something that I think that makes our podcast somewhat unique is that you get to get a little bit more of our personalities mm-hmm. because. Sometimes people just come in, they get their books, and they leave, and they don't really get to know us. We're just, you know, the ladies behind the desk. Yes. Or, mm-hmm. or, you know, there's that stereotypical librarian-type bun on the back of their head, glasses, and ugly skirt and, and shoes, yes. and, which we did for Halloween a couple of years ago. Yes. But that's not really what, at least at Itascasita, that does not fit us. At all.
3: You will notice that if that was us, the shushing librarians, (laughs) we would all be shushing
2: Uh, each other because we
3: have a tendency to
1: get very loud and giggly. We're the loud librarians.
2: (laughs) We have been shushed before. Yes, you're not really an Atascocene employee until you've gotten shushed. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) say we're the fun librarians. We're a fun group,
3: you know? Yes.
2: We like to have fun. We like to make fun programming, fun podcasts, and you get to see a little bit of our our reality, our personalities, and learn about, you know, what we're like when we're not at the library.
3: I mean, I think we do a good job of highlighting people that um, like um, Ariel Thomas. Yes. Highlighting people who, you know, were part of the library and highlighting the community. I think we do a good job of that and i suspect we're going to be doing more of that but yeah for me i just i I just hope the
1: wacky talks continues so if you have any ideas for segments you want us to do or questions you have you can always email ata at hcpl.net so i've had a great time talking with you guys thank you same here yes thanks for having this conversation and we'll see you next time bye guys Bye. Bye.
0: okay some of my favorite moments on the podcast over the past year One of them is the book review given by one of our very young patrons on the Who Was series. Also, being able to interview Becky Berry and Darla's interview with Linda Stevens, having two individuals talk to us about their experiences when the library just opened was just a real thrill, and I was so glad that we were able to bring that to you all. And being able to to read and having the privilege of reading some of the works that our teens and our kids gave us last year for our scary stories contest that we had that was so much fun to see the talent and get to have the chance to bring those stories to life on the podcast. One of my favorite things to do is voice acting and I get a chance to do that very rarely except for i got to do it last year for halloween and that was so much fun so i hope that a lot of you will participate in it this year and Darla's going to tell us a little bit more about that
1: it's that time of year again it's spooky time <sighs> pumpkins are popping up in pumpkin patches everywhere and ghosts and goblins are haunting the stores so you know what happens It's time for the Tales of Terror Scary Story Contest. This contest is open to ages K through three, four through six, seven through 12, and adult. All stories are due by October 16th. There's a maximum word length of 5,000 words, but no minimum. You can email stories as an attachment to ata at hcpl.net with the heading Scary Story Contest. There are a few rules. You must keep it PG-13. Work must be original, no fan fiction or use of other authors' characters, and entries with offensive content will be disqualified. For more information, check out our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have any questions, you can email us at ata
0: at hcpl.net. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. It's time for Book Clues. So, did you guess last episode's Book Clues? Here is the first one. How does a dinosaur go to school? Does he walk? Does he ride in a busy carpool? Does he drag his long tail? Is he late for the bus? Does he stomp all four feet? Does he make a big fuss? Now this one sort of gave it away. This is how do dinosaurs go to school? By Jane Yolen and Mark Teague. Now there are several of these books in the series. Like, how do dinosaurs say goodnight? How do dinosaurs clean their rooms? How do dinosaurs play with their friends? Now Jane Yolen is an acclaimed author. She has books that have won the Caldecott, two Nebula Awards, Christopher Medals, World Fantasy Awards, Mythopoetic Fantasy Awards, World Fantasy Association Lifetime Achievement Award, the Science Fiction Writers of America Grand Master Award, and the Science Fiction Poetry Association's Grand Master Award. Be sure to check out her dinosaur series or any of the hundreds of other books that Jane Nolan has written. Our second book was? On a morning in mid-April, 1687, the Brigantine Dolphin left the open sea, sailed briskly across the Sound to the wide mouth of the Connecticut River and into Saybrook Harbor. Kit Tyler had been on the forecastle deck since daybreak, standing close to the rail, staring hungrily at the first sight of land for five weeks. There's Connecticut Colony, a voice spoke in her ear. You've come a long way to see it. She looked up, surprised, and flattered. On the whole long voyage, the captain's son had spoken scarcely a dozen words to her. She had noticed him often, his thin, wiry figure swinging easily hand over hand up the rigging, his sandy, sun-bleached head bent over a coil of rope. Nathaniel Eaton, first mate, but his mother called him Nat, Now, seeing him so close beside her, she was surprised that, for all he looked so slight, the top of her head barely reached his shoulder. Now, if you listen to our lit chat, you know that PJ and Bonnie both read this book as they explored some books that they had read when they were younger and revisited them. This was The Witch of Blackbird Pond by Elizabeth George Spear. The book was originally published in 1958. It has had the Newbery Medal and the Dorothy Canfield Fisher Children's Book Award nominee of 1960. And our final book? The tropical rain fell in drenching sheets, hammering the corrugated roof of the clinic building, roaring down the metal gutters, splashing on the ground in a torrent. Roberta Carter sighed and stared out the window. From the clinic, she could hardly see the beach or the ocean beyond, cloaked in low fog. This wasn't what she had expected when she had come to the fishing village of Bahia Anasco, on the west coast of Costa Rica, to spend two months as a visiting physician. Bobby Carter had expected sun and relaxation after two grueling years of residency in emergency medicine at Michael Reese in Chicago. She had been in Bahia Anasco now for three weeks, and it had rained every day. Now this book was adapted into a blockbuster movie and, in fact, spawned an entire series of blockbuster movies. And this was Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. When they discover the technique for recovering and cloning dinosaur DNA, sounds like a fantasy come true being able to watch dinosaurs without having to imagine what their lives were like. Except for... When something goes wrong, be sure to pick up this thriller, Jurassic Park, which was originally published in 1990. So are you ready for this episode's book clues? Let's start with our children's selection. One day in class, Duncan went to take out his crayons and found a stack of letters with his name on them. Hey Duncan, it's me, Red Crayon. We need to talk. You make me work harder than any of your other crayons. All year long, I wear myself out coloring fire engines, apples, strawberries, and everything else that's red. I even work on holidays. I have to color all the Santas at Christmas and all the hearts at Valentine's Day. I need a rest. Your overworked friend, Red Crayon. And now, our young adult pick... It was a dark and stormy night. In her attic bedroom, Margaret Murray, wrapped in an old patchwork quilt, sat on the foot of her bed and watched the trees tossing in the frenzied lashing of the wind. Behind the trees, clouds scudded frantically across the sky. Every few moments, the moon ripped through them, creating wraith- like shadows that raced along the ground. The house shook. Wrapped in her quilt, Meg shook. She wasn't usually afraid of weather. It's not just the weather, she thought. It's the weather on top of everything else. On top of me. On top of Meg Murray doing everything wrong. And of course for the final, our adult selection. In the week before their departure to Arrakis, when all the finals scurrying about had reached a nearly unbearable frenzy, an old crone came to visit the mother of the boy, Paul. It was a warm night at Castle Caledon, and the ancient pile of stone that had served the Atreides family as home for twenty-six generations bore that cooled sweat feeling it acquired before a change in the weather. If you think you know one or all of these book clues, be sure to write in to ata at hcpl.net with your guesses. As always, we've got some really great programming coming up. We do not have programming inside the library. All of it is virtual. It's through either Zoom, our Teams, or Facebook, we really hope you'll join us there. There's been a lot of great stuff going on and there's more coming up and I wanna tell you about a few of them. On Thursday, September 9th, be sure to pick up your spaceship kit. Now this spaceship kit is for ages 12 and under. Our story times, we have the Tell Me a Tale Tuesday, which is on September 14th at 4.15 p.m. Yes, please do register, because then you'll get the Zoom link, the day of the program. And then we have our Tales for Tots virtually, on wednesday september 15th at 10 a.m again please register so we can make sure that you get the zoom link and then you're going to be able to enjoy some really great silly stories so again that is tell me a tale tuesday at four fifteen p.m on september 14th and virtual tales for tots at 10 a.m. on September 15th. Now there's a lot of space talk going on right now, but if you're interested in more, and specifically on Star Trek, that's right, it's time to celebrate 55 years of Trek. Daniel did a pre recorded video that we're gonna post on our social media on Friday, September 10th. So we'll have it on our Facebook and we will have it on our Instagram. And we usually post those about 10 in the morning, but you can, of course, access it later on and he is going to talk about the history of the franchise the influence and of course the technology it inspired so be sure to check out that video again we will post it on friday september 10th hello
2: young readers this is mrs kimberly here to tell you about the book habit which is our book club for readers ages 8 to 12. this month we will be discussing the graphic novel ghosts by Raina Telgemeier on September the 27th at 4pm. Ghosts is about two sisters, a middle schooler Katrina and her little sister Maya, who has the incurable lung disease known as cystic fibrosis. Their family has recently moved to a town on a northern California coast where they hope that the cool salty air will help Maya breathe better. As Katrina and Maya explore their new town, a neighbor tells the girls that the town is full of ghosts. Maya is fascinated by the ghosts, but Katrina wants nothing to do with them. As Halloween and the town's Day of the Dead celebration approaches, Katrina must decide how to put aside her fears for her sister's sake and her own. In the end, Katrina comes to understand the importance of the ghosts, both for herself and for Maya. This book is perfect for the month of September, which is Hispanic Heritage Month. The story features Dia de los Muertos, a holiday which is celebrated by many people of Hispanic heritage. To join the book habit, you will need to register online at our website, hcpl.net. After that, you can visit the library or use curbside service to check out a copy of Ghosts, and you can grab the craft kit. On the day of the program, we will email you a link to join the Zoom meeting. Thanks so much and I look forward to seeing you at The Book Habit.
0: Now, for all you hustling entrepreneurs out there, don't miss out on our next Grow with Google, and that's going to be Thursday, September 16th at 11 a.m. Our trainer is going to walk you through listing your products for free with Google My Business and Merchant Center. So it's going to be focusing a lot on e-commerce and how to sell your products online. So make sure you visit our events calendar on that. It has a link to register through the go-to webinar. That's hcpl.net slash events. And then just make sure you narrow it down to a Tasca Cita. Again, this Grow with Google, Sell Online with e-commerce tools will be on Thursday, September 16th at 11 a.m. All our young STEM club fans for kids 8 to 12 years old, we have our STEM kit available started September 20th while supplies last. And in this STEM kit, you're going to learn about property changes and chemical changes on candy. So it's super fun and probably a bit super sweet. Remember, this is your STEM club kit on making agate rock candy. September 20th is when those kits are available and it is while supplies last. Thank you for joining us here at Atascasita Branch Library's Advanced Copy. Be sure to subscribe so you always know when the next episode is available. We hope you have a safe and wonderful holiday weekend. You've been listening to Atascasita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascaceta Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascaceta Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at foal.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.